Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're off the air. Since the last time we were together, we had the Elaine V. 
Vigno press conference, or as we call him here on the show, Al. A breath of fresh air, if <clears throat> to say the least. What an enjoyable press conference that was. I see Eddie is back. Good Am evening, I, uh, How are you? Hello! <laughs> I don't think I ever was here to be back. Well, I was with you, and then things got all screwed up. Yeah, you were with us early, and, and then you were gone, and... Now you're back. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. What a wonderful week and a half of Ranger news. Don't you think? Wasn't it wonderful? Well, I was starting with the the AV, or as we call them, Al, press conference, which was just an, an absolute delight for the most part. A little short for my taste. All right. Yeah, well, what does he really know? You know, he doesn't know anything about the the players. Uh, he's unfamiliar with that. Um, the barrel-chested man-beast, Elaine Vigneault, said some nice things that uh, his daughters may have influenced his choice. Yes. Whether he would have been with Dallas or the Rangers. He's, uh, he went to go see his daughters. He is a divorced man. And uh, they were wearing uh, Yankee caps when he arrived. So they kind of were like hinting, hey, Dad, we could see more of you. I think his kids are on the, the, the East Coast. Yeah. And uh, he made the wise choice because, frankly, Dallas ain't much. Yeah. Did you see Lindy Ruff being interviewed during the draft yesterday? He looks like he already, he's already looking for an out clause. <laughs> he, just, he just looks absolutely miserable. Now, let, let me ask I, you a question since we're starting with Al's presser, his introduction to the New York media, to the Ranger fans, at Radio City Music Hall, home of the Rosascoettes. What did you think? <laughs> What were your thoughts on uh, on uh, Guitar Jimmy and then what'd you call him yesterday? Slat? What'd you call Saber yesterday? Slatipus. What did you What did you make of them coming out? The first thing they're doing is is uh, is kissing Tortorella's tuchus. Maybe they're afraid that John is going to come back at a later date and maybe kill them. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there were. You ever heard that in a press conference to introduce? No, I haven't. Coach? I haven't. Um, uh, yeah, it was first, a little bit mystifying. Kishamine took us. <laughs> I'd like to thank John Tortorella. Why? Who cares? He's gone. You fired him. Thank him for what? You thank him when you fire him, and then that's it. You don't start off the press conference of a brand new era. 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 In New York Ranger hockey, by recapping the misery that we've suffered under this man's dictatorship, Tutelage. this despot. Uh, yes, it, it, it was. But you know, listen, we weren't complaining too much when we got to play the Devils two years ago. We, of course, did no. not like the style of play, but there was some success with the Rangers. The Rangers had a great. I want 
I'll say great, and it's going to sound really bad in comparison to some other hockey teams, you know, who won Stanley Cups. But we had a great run there, like in the first half of the uh, 2011-2012 season. Yeah, but I mean, the last, the, I'm sorry, the, the, the last 100 to 115 games of his reg, regime were not fun. All the no. fun was completely drained out of out of it. They had a great run of the first time. Great run of Winter Classic. Right after Mike Rupp. Right. The Winter Classic is a great memory, though. Come on. you got to admit that. <laughs> yeah. And after that, it's, everything, it just, it's like the life was sucked. Out. Every game was, was knuckle, was not fun. It just wasn't fun. A.V., a breath of fresh air. We're glad to have him. He was convivial. Is that the word? He I was don't know. jovial. He, jovial. He was, he was jolly. He was yeah, fun. He, he, he smiled. He cracked jokes. He was Instagramming. I mean, he was doing it all. <laughs> so, I think everybody was just like, "Wow!" But you know that honeymoon period with us and him is going to be under close scrutiny once the no. season starts. No. They're all in free, and we're like, "Get rid of this fat bastard!" <laughs> That's what it's going to be. His honeymoon. Will be shrouded in Stanley Cup championship T shirts. <laughs> well, we'll see. So, uh, yes, I, I I agree with you. It's a, it, it, I'm a bit miffed at why they started off by recapping Tortorella's. That's not how you you don't make it about that. You make it about the new guy coming in and how it came about. And a lot of people had had problems the way Dolan was dressed for that. Kind of looked like Columbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looked like thing, he borrowed man. something out of Larry Brooks's closet. Let <laughs> me bum roll Larry Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Listen, when he got that much money, he could dress the way he was. Got that right. He probably just woke out of bed. You know, he's a big uh, guitar man, Mr. Dolan. He's big about his Look band. He lives in a house in the Hamptons, and you know I drive I drive a broken down Pinto. He gives a fuck for me. All right. So uh, well, that was a little bizarre. I mean, but uh, okay. He, he he said he doesn't. He's not familiar with any of the players. Uh, well, who Dolan said that? No, Dolan's just familiar that they had a hockey team. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Last time he's seen his play since the Winter Classic. Right. When he was on twenty four, the Rockets were his hockey team. <laughs> so, uh, so we had that, and I think everybody is pretty positive. There are those people who still think Tortorella should be the coach because they, I think they're misled by they want somebody who is tough, like Keenan was. But you know, sometimes it doesn't always work. You know, and, and we saw how that worked out. So, Elaine, would you know? And then, I don't know if you want to do this in chronological order, but yesterday, assistant coach, name, or you want to do it chronological? Well, I just want to say that, I, you know, nothing I read about Al leads me to mm-hmm. believe that he's any kind of pushover. No, I don't I think, think he is. I think he's a fair but firm but positive guy. I mean... Tortorella could have been fair and firm 
but he was constant. The constant negativity had beaten this team down. Yeah, I think that's what it came down to. And, and moreover, the strategy of puck possession or the lack of it was his demise. They need to have the puck more. And that's certainly, I believe, if they're able to achieve that, it's going to make the defenseman that much better because they won't be constantly trapped in their own end for minutes at a time. Right. So, uh, yeah, no, he, he seems good so far, but, you know, we got to see him in action. I mean, that's how you got to evaluate, you know, and and learn. So, uh, you know, so far so good. He's saying every, all the right things. 98 no. Well, you know, what is he going to go ninety eight no the Rangers? They're go they're going ninety eight no next year. Okay. So then uh, yesterday they named <laughs> what? Okay. I just accept no, that just, they're going ninety eight no. Just your okay. <laughs> All right. Now listen, we got to be optimistic. Right. I mean, three quarters of this fan base is mired in pessimism. Pessimism. Every oh. year, just half this fan base would have to like it would up kill you to just get happy for a second. Yeah, half of them. I'm telling you, they'd have to cheer up to be pessimistic. <laughs> Bunch of fucking malcontents. You know, we're not we're not the Canadians. We don't I have you know that. not a whole lot of laundry hanging up in the rafters. This is a team with, uh, that has been. Uh, one cup in 73 years. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why we get disappointed with... I don't know. I, I, I don't... I don't why, why do you follow if you bring it down all the time? The Yankee fan mentality, I'm telling you. Yeah, except we have no winning history. Well, but yeah, it is. It's the expectations of, you know, you win every... Every time the Yankees don't win, they want Joe Girardi fired. No. So anyhow, anyway. So uh, let me. Uh, old Samuelson, what do you think about this? Love it. This the coach. Love I love it. it. Some people are like, oh, I don't want him. He was a dirty player. Why do I care? Maybe he can teach these guys to face wash. Maybe he can teach Michael Delzato to body check him instead of looking like he's molesting the guy against the boards. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying, player? I mean, this is like... Uh, Come on. There, there, there was, Olf Samuelson was one of those guys, you hated him when he wasn't on your team. But once he was a Ranger, you loved him. Loved Olf Samuelson when he was a Ranger. I mean, I love... You, know, you have to understand also, he was in an era where... Era, he was in an era when most... There were very few international players in the league, okay? He was superior at his position defensively. He's one of the best defensemen to come down the pike, defensive defensemen. But he was vilified for being dirty and taking you, and he did. There's no question about it, and he didn't drop the gloves. That's the big problem with him. But there were plenty of other guys who didn't drop the gloves, like Ken Linsman, and but they were never vilified by, and I'll, I'll say it by the Canadian press as much, or uh, because he was, because Alfie was a Swede, he's a dirty Swede, 
Oh, don't like Don Cherry said about uh, I think it was Kovalev or somebody. Don't don't turn your back on a backstabbing Russian. You know, like that whole mentality of like what? You know. So yeah, Alfie was dirty. Yep. Alfie paid the piper when Ty Domi laid him out with the, one of the biggest sucker punches of all time. So I think Alfie's going to be a good coach. I think he's going to be and. and he certainly now. I don't know if he's going to be in charge of the power play, but I think yeah. there's going to be another. There's going to be, going to be another, uh, uh, another. He's going uh, to coach the defense and the penalty kill. So there's another another coach coming, or are we going? Can you to believe it? They're going to have two assistant coaches. Two. Oh my God. Welcome to the modern era of hockey. Newell Brown. It's like when Marty McFly steps out of the DeLorean and it's 2015. My God. Look at what the times we're hit now. What I like about... uh, One other thing I like about the old Samuelson hire is that... He's not a crony. You know what I mean? This isn't just Tortorella bringing over his buddy Mike Sullivan. You know, this is this is another guy with with you know, he's not a crony, so they haven't. So it's another guy with fresh ideas. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah, I gotta agree. I didn't think about that. More You're opinions right. in the room. If you can understand. Them. Right. I don't know how Kofi's English is, but yes. Listen, uh, Olfi's English is good. Yes. Okay. And um, I, I, I dig him. I think that's a good, good choice. And we'll see. All right. What else happened uh, during the week? Uh, well, we had we the draft, didn't we? Yeah, I think they had a draft yesterday. What kind of draft going on yesterday? And uh, you watched it. I did not watch it. Because basically we had three, uh, you know, uh, third-round picks. And, you know, I wasn't really too excited about were any of them televised. Or they, they were off the air by then. Uh, no, they, they – well, what happened was they televised the first two rounds and went through pick by pick. And then they get to the third round, and then it was just analysis. And you could hear the guys making the picks in the background. So the Rangers made their pick – and there, was, there wasn't even, like, an announcement about it. And then, like, a few minutes later, it was like, okay, here's the last five guys picked. The Rangers pick, you know, uh, Tambellini from the, the the BC Midget Hockey League, wherever he's from. And, and, How can uh, you call every league a Midget Hockey League? They, I'll tell you what, they used the word Midget several times yesterday on the broadcast. Well, he did play for the SSAC Athletics Midget Triple A team. But he uh, was played for Vernon and and, and Surrey uh, last year. So Adam Tambellini, if you didn't know, is the son of Steve Tambellini, as the New York Rangers should should just be the nepotism Rangers. And we got Tambellini now. We have Steve Thomas's son in the system. We've got Ray Bork's son, who's terrible. Ryan. He's never going to see the light of day, but we chose him. 
Uh, who else we got? Uh, Peter Lemongello's kid. We've got, uh, what you call it now, Brock Bukaboom's in camp. Jeff's, Roman Endor's uh, son. kid. Roman, all four of Roman Endor's kids. Do you think... Do you think Glenn Glenn Sather even knew black guys played hockey before yesterday and he saw everybody else drafting one and just figured he better get one for himself? You know, that's just so wrong on so many levels. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and don't tell me, oh, he had Grant Fuhr back with the Oilers because Grant Fuhr was wearing a mask all the time. He probably didn't know Grant Fuhr was black. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I look back and I couldn't really find the, another black player the Rangers have drafted. Now, a lot no. of people have given me some guff with Manny Malhotra, but I think he is probably First Nation and white. Oh, who knows? But so they draft Adam Tambellini, uh, 6'2", 160. Wow. Skinny lad. Yeah. Got to put Fucking a couple of We need to get him on the Blue Shirt Underground diet. <laughs> yeah. We'll send him over to Coaster's house for about three weeks. Yeah. Hang out with me and Coaster at the Buffalo Wild Wings and uh, take him to a couple of Golden Corral meetings. Nigel, but, uh, da- Nigel Dawes. What? I'm reading in the chat room. Nigel Dawes was a Ranger draft pick. Really? He's a black man? Well, I... I I, Nigel I, does. I, I would. I, don't know, I thought I don't he was. Know you know, he's like he's like that he's like that guy on Seinfeld that Elaine's dating and she doesn't know if he's black or not. Or, you know, and everybody like tiptoes around the subject. <laughs> well, we'll worry about Nigel. I don't know. If Nigel, Nigel Dawes was Puerto does. Rican. Dawes. I don't know. So you got uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll check into that. You know, we're willing to. Uh, you know, cut <laughs> yeah, it. You do have some. Give me a second. I'm I'm on miblack.com. Yes. Miblack.com. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to just read a, a scouting report about Tambellini, basically to fill up time. Uh, Sir Eagles Ford. I whipped this out. <laughs> Sir Eagles Ford. Adam Tambellini might be the best-hitted power forward to come out of the BCHL in the past three to four years. Traded from Vernon to Surrey, Tambellini has fit into an already potent Eagles lineup. Using his big frame, he's 160. I don't get that. To create space and his skating ability to find open lanes to drive the net. He stands Six foot three. He see he's already grown an inch as I've read this, and is a right. natural goal scorer with plenty of confidence. He's a scout stream in the way he prepares himself and plays an unselfish game, making smart decisions with the puck. With his bloodlines, now it's blood. What is this? The Breeders' Cup. With his bloodlines, he certainly <laughs> understands what it will take to make it to the <laughs> next level. Tamalini stayed in the BCHL this year because he'll be entering North Dakota's powerhouse program next fall, and that's a good move. North Dakota's got a top-notch program. I like it. And he's got those bloodlines, Sam. Oh. Look at those high quarters, Sam. (laughs) 
Sab. <laughs> Sab, he can run long distance, skate long distances, Sab. Oh, it's about, oh, anyway, I, I, I just, as I was reading this, and we talk, I said, Sam, I wanted to go back to what we were talking about before the show. Sam's appearance during the press conference of Al's. Fatherly juices. <laughs> he's, yeah, Sam, believe he's got those fatherly juices. Fatherly juices. <laughs> fatherly juices. So you wanted to comment on the way Sam looked at the uh, presser for Vigneault? Uh, Sam. Oh, Sam. 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 Just just take the rug off, Sam. Just take that little wisp of yeah, hair off. Let it go. You're bald. I know you're bald. You know you're bald. Bob Dole knows yeah. you're bald. The American people, know. just let it go, Sam. You're not kidding anybody. That thing is paper thin. It looks like. I mean, it looks like a sheet of loose leaf paper on your head. Stop. It's <laughs> enough. Like brown construction paper? It's like jerky. Just yeah. Take it off. Gotta, just don't worry. We're not going to... the rafters. <laughs> the <whole laughs> yeah, like uh, they did with Bill Torrey's bow tie on the island. Right. I mean, it just be real, man. Just be real. We'll accept him. Yeah, right. Once you take that thing off, we'll, we'll still love you. For... We'll still love you. I, I don't know. Just keep it real, man. Keep it real. So I basically look from what I read about Adam Tambellini is, and listen, I'm no scouting guru. I just read and, you know. Looks like he might be a kind of a Derek Stepan type of guy, where he's he, he's uh, uh, easy guy to coach. He's got confidence, but this guy looks like he may be uh, he may be more offensively talented than Stepan is. Although it's hard to say. I mean, last year Stepan had forty four points in forty eight games, but uh, he's starting to you know. Derek is starting to turn into the player we always wanted him to be. And, uh, I mean, some of these guys, I have another one here. It's, it's uh, given adequate. Well, this this could be something. This could be a caveat here. Given adequate time in a team with some patience. There it is. In developing the young Tabellini. He there could be a, be a good project that turns into a gem down the uh, road. There it is. Patience. straight. He, <laughs> he he might as well be looking up he might as well look, be looking up flights to Phoenix now. <laughs> this way he could be here to help load the trucks. But I was glad to see the Rangers have kind of changed their philosophy. I mean, now they're just going for guys, well, you know, as we go down the other picks, they seem to be going for guys that are boom or bust. And again, when you're picking in the third round, but more offensive guys that just you know, and they're not going to mess around with a defensive defenseman or another defenseman. Or, but we have we would be remiss if we didn't say that a lot of Ranger fans, and I think I kind of felt this way, that they didn't go after a goalie earlier. Because I I don't know how the Rangers. I mean, Marty Biron. I mean, I got into this early in the week. You cannot ride if Henrik ever gets hurt. I know, perish the thought, but if he does, we're fucked. 
I have no confidence in Martin Biron. What is he, 38 now? I mean, really, come on. Well, I don't know. So they did draft the goalie in the later rounds, so we'll see. Uh, I read a little bit about what Leslie Treff, and we try to get on a show for like, you know, just trying to get Don Murdoch on this show. But, uh, uh, <laughs> she says Talbot, Cam, Cam Talbot is good enough to be an NHL backup, but they really need to think about getting a, a guy to be the heir apparent to Henrik. But who knows? Henrik could be like Marty and hang around forever. Marty. And a lot of range of uh, well, how about that uh, trade there in the draft? The the Dettles, D E B T I L S. Yes. The no cash nutrients are Devils. They got uh, Corey Schneider. <laughs> what is it? That Martin Brodeur talking about what he thinks of the trade? He's discussing the trade and his son being drafted. The Rangers should have drafted that kid in the last round. But what, is it his son or his nephew? I don't get it. Uh, uh, I think it's both. Uncle Daddy. In, in bread. <laughs> Marty getting upset there. He's getting upset. Well, that would be I called him what a loser. I mean, the guy is one of the greatest goaltenders of all time, but he's a fucking loser. <laughs> no, I like you, Jim. Sorry, what? I, I said, Jim, uh, Marty, still not liking it. I'm sorry, Marty. very Marty. vociferous. Yes, very vociferous. So, uh, so the Rangers get Adam Tambellini. I think it was a good move. Um. So, uh, er, uh, er, uh, what up? So, what do you think about that Devils deal, Jim? Because <sighs> eh. er, a lot of he's Ranger still not, fans, he's not as good as Lundqvist. Ranger fans are getting all upset. Oh, fucking Devils! Dip, dip. Look, at, look at the Devils! Who cares? They've got no money. How are they gonna pay them? I don't think Corey's not chewing. Like he's a good goalie, but I don't know if he's a great goalie. You know, uh, about Luongo, he thought he had his, he thought he was getting out of there, and then they hired yeah. Court. He's thinking, oh, thank God, I'm never gonna have to play for this guy, and then this. Wait till, wait till Luongo finds out Tortorella is gonna want him to block shots. <laughs> Marty, uh, so then, oh, here back there, uh, still flopping around. Wondering. Well, does this mean the end for Johan Hedberg? <laughs> oh, no, not that. Moose. The moose will be loose. Uh, so that was the Rangers. They picked the 65th pick overall, Adam Tambellini. Then with the 80th pick overall, they picked Anthony Duclair. I do declare. <laughs> That's the... Uh, Young black gentleman you were talking about. Yes. Yes. Uh, he's also a Ford. 5'11", 180. Boy, they really went for size, didn't they? <laughs> they really the went... Quebec Mayfield. 
from the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, or as you would say, the Quebec Midget Junior Hockey League. Yes, the Midgets. Uh, here's the scouting report on him from where I uh, was looking at. Duclair possesses one of the best skating strides in the entire 2013 draft class. Oh, yeah. how many times have we heard this before? How many guys have the Rangers drafted? He's the best uh, skater. In the, if he comes into the NHL, he's the best skater in the league right away. Every year we hear that same shit. I think I think that's Sather. Listen, pessimistic Patty. You better start. I want positive vibes. Save but we hear that negative. every year. Oh, stop. Well, they said about Carl Hagelin. Chris Kreider goes into the league tomorrow. He's the best skater in the league. Christian Thomas will be the best skater in the league. Roman Endor, the best skater in the league. Carl Hagelin. He's one of the, the best, best skaters skater in, in the league. league. Boone Evans will be the best. <laughs> what happened to that guy? I haven't heard his name. He's doing all right. He's on the prospect uh, thing. Yeah, he's still there. He's he's doing okay. He was on a bad uh, Michigan team last year, so but he he did okay. You know, you're real negative here, man. I mean, you've no. got to get. No. I'm just, I'm the just these, these draft picks. You know, they get so hyped up about I'm you know, this. Some, this is what he's. This before he was even picked the scouting report. So it's not the range. This isn't Blue Church United's, you know, Al Jazeera spin on this. This is coming from an independent source. It's 5'11", Soft. 177 pounds. They drafted like, a, better, like a, he's a... He's a point guard. Well, listen. Now, is that, that's racist, what you just said. <laughs> How is that racist? And, because he's black. That's Anthony... I do declare, I do declare, I am the fastest, and I have the best skating strides. But it's from Montreal, so it's Ducla. 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 Oh, snap warfare is everywhere. The first thing that jumps out about him is the high speed he plays at. He consistently beats defensemen out wide. His acceleration is very impressive, and he gets to top speed very quickly. Now, is this your your write-up on him? No, no, this is from a a scouting report. Like, I I watched a lot of, uh, you know, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League games last year. I I thought maybe you had, you know, I thought maybe you had uh, Rempart season tickets or something. I wish I did. I did watch a lot of stuff during the lockout, but I only watched the prospects that were taken from our team, and I was really desperate for hockey. Uh, I'm trying to read what's bad about him. He could stand to bulk up a fair amount, and he needs to. He's got a unibrow. He does. Is that racist too? I don't know. No. Uh, oh, here it is. I'm looking at him. He's got a unibrow. How the hell is that racist? Is everything that we say now? I don't know. I'm just trying to. I'm just razzing you. This uh, now is the problem. Now I see. I see the catch now. Now is the problem. You here? I'll give it to you. Has All right. Speed needs to create. However, his lack of hockey sense plagued him all season. Additionally, 
he had to be disciplined for off-ice behavior. Up oh, there it is. Raises questions about his character. Yeah, he'll do good in New York. Not a lot. Not he really can't get into trouble in New York City. No. And he's already he's on Twitter. That'll stop. But he's on Twitter. I can already tell I'm going to love it here in New York City. Great first day at rookie camp. Thanks to the fans for a very warm welcome. Going out with Plaxico Burris tonight. <laughs> Hanging out pimping hoes. <laughs> See, that's racist. See, that's racist. Much respect. <laughs> oh, boy. What a fucking show this is. What well, boy, what a show. Oh, what a show. Oh, what a show. But uh, so the Rangers, so far, they look like they're going boom or bust. And I think we know where it's going to end up, but I'm not saying it because I'm being positive. I like well, the way Gordy, I like the way Gordy has been doing the drafts. So those some people has that argument with an idiot like he hasn't drafted anybody. I'm going, didn't he draft Derek Stepan? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway, so that was the 80th pick, Anthony Duclair. Okay. I don't know how to say it. And then. Rangers with a shocking move that shocked the hockey world. Shocking. Shocking. The the pick that's gotten the most buzz, believe it or not, is the 75th pick of all. That's for Anthony Duclair, which I just realized, was Pavel Buknovich. And uh, Pavel... Is a Russian, which automatically, you know, I I have a thing for Russian hockey players. Now, is he black I, too? No. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a creepy ass cracker. Von Martin uh, trial, well, that trial, but his case. He's a creepy ass cracker. So. um He's six two one eighty. He's already playing in the KHL, and I think he's already signed for a couple. Two of more years. years. Two more years. So yes. he would either have to break his contract or whatever to come out here. Uh, he's, you know, uh, some. You know, I you know I read, read a lot of the. Uh, the um you know the scouting reports which were like um i think he played in the world juniors under 18 tournament last april uh right. they, they said he was had a really good skill set but then andre nazarov who used to play in the nhl who was his coach and I, I go more on what the coach says about him right he said uh Bugnevich had a good season but it was not excellent he had a great desire to go on on the ice, but he didn't work enough for it. And in training, his desire is not enough to start playing. Let's hope Pavel will understand it. I think that he has to play better than Baba, some other guy. So apparently, this guy doesn't like to do the off-ice stuff it takes to be a professional. Well, he's already a professional league, but apparently, that, right. that, that, that you get a pass like that in the KHL. Ah, we want to work out now. Nah. That's what they get for drafting a white guy. But Lazy. he's the biggest sense of entitlement. 
Yeah, and he's got uh, he's got some sick now, skills, they say. But now, uh, yes. Gordy Clark did say that this what's his name? Buch Buchnevich. 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 All right. Reminds him of. Bogdanovich. Said he said that uh, Gordy Clark said that he reminds him of uh, Cherapanov. Really. I'm assuming he meant now, before he died. Before he died. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's you know. I'm assuming he meant before his his untimely passing. But uh, with this organization, who knows? So who else did they draft? Did they get a uh, they get a Mexican guy too? Or uh, Mr. French is saying it's Buznevich. Could it be that, or is he just joking around? Papa Canoose. <laughs> He's Papa Canoose. <laughs> I like that one. And Baba Ganoush. We'll make you know, we'll make up Yes. The Rangers got Zolly Slapsky. There's <laughs> a goaltender. Uh, I was like, uh this guy couldn't I could be making fun of this name for years if he ever makes it. Yes, the Rangers took a goaltender. Oh my. Oh my. Uh, McKenzie so the Rangers, What kind of name is that? Well, he was their last. We have we got we haven't gotten to Ryan Graves yet. Oh yeah, we forgot about Peter Graves, who is no relation to Adam, which is surprising about, to me. What about Peter? Peter Graves? Uh, no, not really. Maybe there was another Graves back in the seventies. Can't think of his name. Oh well, I'll think about it. And uh, so he's now he's the guy you want beef. You want big, tough son of a bitch? This is the man for your plan—a defenseman, six foot four, two twenty. First person that calls him gravy gets banned forever. Yeah, there only can be one gravy. This is—we're not going to go through some stupid LT thing and the whole right bit, right? And. Uh, and as I'm looking, I'm, 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 I'm looking at HF. Uh, I think people are stealing our lines, man. Did we make a joke about Jamie Lannister having better hands than Brian Boyle? Oh yeah, or something like yeah. People are using that. Yeah, Come up with an original idea, all right? It's because we're not on XM. I'm telling you, it's all public. Well, I had a chance to go, but I, I had a chance I to go, know. but you know I. You should have yeah, went. National Radio might not be around that much longer from what I've been hearing. Oh, really? That's what my that's what my sources are telling me. Your sources are telling you that he's gone. So, well, uh, his, con- the- his contract is up. I mean, they 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 way overpaid him to get him away from the fan, and and you know they gave him his own channel, and he was in charge of the programming, and it hasn't worked out. I mean, they paid him like I mean they paid him an obscene amount of money. And now the contract's right. up, and they're not going to pay him that again. So there's there's rumors that you know if he's going to stay there, it's going to be for less money, or he could go to ESPN, you know, go to the competition and compete against Fat Sessa, Billie Jean King. So, uh, yeah, you might have blew your opportunity. Well, I am going to Mad Talk Radio. You can't just unbelievable. Still getting me for that. Well, uh, you know, listen, when he left, there are a lot of people who liked him and did not like Fat Sessa. 
but there are those fat Sessa acolytes that just love him. They love to get humiliated. He's like a dominatrix for them. You know, <laughs> just they're getting abused. They keep calling back. It's Mad Dog was never a top draw. They as a combo were very good, but uh, I don't really enjoy. I like Mad Dog. He's a, you know he's a clown. He's funny. I love clowns. I'm a clown myself. So. So okay, yeah. So uh, Ryan Graves. Let me just give you if I have anything on him. I just know he's a big dude. I don't know if he reports. Did he report? To, yeah, he did report to camp. Because the, the Rangers started a what prospect camp? Yeah, I think they all, they were all there today. That's good. Heck. That's funny how, like, well, I guess cause since Newark is so close that they were there, like, the next day. Yeah, they probably took the pass train. I don't know, but I know you folks can uh, go on to, uh, you know, hockeyfights.com or dropthegloves.net or whatever the fuck the, 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 these fighting sites are. Which, MIblack.com. MIblack.com. And check out if Ryan Graves is black, and you'll see some fighting <laughs> highlights as well. <laughs> Uh, and then the Rangers, with the 170th pick overall, took Boris Fasky, the guy who, the guy who played Bobby Fischer in chess. Mackenzie Skatsky, Officer Skatsky, for you Big uh, Mac, as we call him here on the show. The Big Mac, goaltender, the heir apparent <laughs> to Henrik Lundqvist. Six two one ninety playing for Kootenay out in the Western Hockey League. Jess Rubenstein, uh, Rubenstein, Rubenstein territory. The Western Hockey League. Uh, he had a two point seven eight goals against last year with a nine ten save. I don't know what that. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what. Uh, Why not? I don't just- know how that equates. Anoint him the starter now, trade Hank, free up the cap space, and our problems are solved. Surely you just, my friend. Uh, Look, I'm tired. Of, quite frankly, I'm tired of all the shutouts. And who made this guy a king, anyway? I mean, really. It's enough. It's enough. Oh, well, I'll listen. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people were displeased with. At least they're, 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 everybody's kind of displeased with this pick. I don't know why. Hey, Henrik Lundqvist was picked in a late round, and he turned out to be a freaking gem. Maybe Big Mac could be the same thing. Okay, probably not, but still. You know what I hate? So, what do you hate? All Tell me long, what you hate. All I've seen all over the internet, grading the the NHL draft. How the fuck can you grade an NHL draft the day after it happens? How can you do that? Most of these players, most of them don't make the league to begin with. And the rest of them, most of them are three, four years away. How can you grade that? Football, I can understand because, you know, there's no there's no minor league system. They're done with college. Uh, most of them didn't graduate, but they're done with college. 
I can understand grading a football draft. How do you grade a hockey draft? And of course, everybody, everybody, oh, the Rangers did terrible. Oh, everybody's an expert. I love that. Who are you to make assessments? How do you yeah, assess? Who are you to did judge? You watch, I mean, did you watch the the Kootenay Ice, uh, whatever they are, uh, play games? Do you know how good Mackenzie Skapsky is? Because I know how good he is. I know how good Mackenzie Skapsky is. Mackenzie you know better than anybody. Nobody. <laughs> I even know his middle name, Philip Skapsky. Nobody knows Mackenzie Skapsky, Skapsky better than you. He's part of the salary, Skapsky. <laughs> oh, boy, puns are really bad. He's Skapsky friendly, salary Skapsky friendly. I mean, everybody's making assessments. We've never seen any of these guys play. I, I mean, you know, with most of us, and especially down here in the States, I mean, you don't really have access to this. How do you know? So, everybody can shut up and let's see what happens. Oh, they They had three third-round picks. But they should be mad. See, I give the whole draft a pass. None of these guys do shit. These guys could suck. They could get all of them could get no goals, no for the rest of their careers. Because Glenn Sather did one smart thing. What one smart thing did he do, Jim? Drafted a black guy. Don't make it about race. This isn't about race. What one smart thing since the last time we talked or the time before we talked or whatever has this Slatipus done? He gets traded, traded one Christopher Newberry? No. Oh. Although that's uh, a nice thing. I actually I read the report about uh, Newberry getting traded. Yeah. During the trade, he slashed the goalie and got a useless penalty before the tra- right <laughs> during the transaction before it was completed. One wow. last useless. And also, we lost another guy, Ben Ferriero, Danny Terrio. And I think this is a good trade, Jim. We've got Justin Falk. I like Falk. He's a tough defenseman. I think he's going to be a good replacement for Eminger. But this was a shrewd move. What it's, got you all ex- it's got you all excited about that move, huh? I'm not all excited, but I think this is a nice nuance move. I'm always on uh, on slats for not being able to do the nuance move. You're I always mean, looking at it. the unheralded moves, the Marek the Marek Riviks, the Ed Verleesons. Oh, well, You're always that, yeah. looking at the the unheralded moves. That's where these guys do you win a championship. You think when Brian Bickle got signed with, the, you know, when he was with Chicago, where everybody said, oh, Brian Bickle, Brian Bickle, he's going to be, you aren't reading he's the best skating prospect in the 2006 draft class, or whatever. Well, it's, when you draft that's, because, that's because the Rangers didn't draft him. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's the nuances. But the thing I give, say, to the pass for, he yeah. said no to Messier. He said uh, no to Messier. And yeah, what did Messier? Do Jim. I've been crying like a bitch. Like a bitch. I'm taking my toys and I'm going home. And uh, <laughs> and, and, and released a phony baloney statement. Just what you'd what? expect from him. Listen, 
I'm going to preface. I'm going to. I'm going to pay my. I think he's most. And we got a person in here who's messing Gretz. I think Messier was one of the greatest players that ever played this game. Probably the greatest Ranger. Probably the, but uh, Brian Leach is close to ever suit up in a Ranger uniform. Okay. But, fans, this guy is an off ice disaster. I don't know what's wrong with this fucking guy. I've heard so many bad things about him. I've never heard a good thing about him. I know he built the children's hospital. I know he's, uh, you know, he's working on a cure for cancer and making sure everybody's helmets on tighter with a design in the helmet and this and that. Bah, 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 bah. But the way he acted was just like you said, a bitch. You have to well. ball bastard. How are you going to get a job? You gotta, you gotta pay your dues. You don't he got offered the a job. job. He got offered a job last year. He didn't want it. I don't want to move to Edmonton. It's too cold. I want to win. I want to be in New York. Got what you deserve. You deserved it. You yeah. got exactly what you deserve. You could have been. You could have been Edmonton's head coach, getting a little experience, and then maybe someday you come knocking on. Uncle Slatty's door. Can I have a job? If he would have taken Bukabum's position or somebody, you know, went down, you know, became, you know, worked under Ken Janander, showed a little humility, a little humility, make your bones down there, assistant coach, maybe they would have chucked Ken Janander, the coach for life down there, and uh, he would have been the coach of the Wolfpack by now. And then you might have thought about promoting him. But you can't come in with no uh, credentials and not, nothing. And he was like, well, I spent three years here. What were you doing? Seriously, what was that guy doing? He was trying to teach the Ranger face-offs? They sucked the face-offs. He was running the copier. I, yeah. What is he NY, NYC Jim says, wow, I can't believe we're shitting on mess. You know what? I've kissed his ass for 20 years. And every time we have to, and every time we have to say something bad about him, we still have to, we still have to have a preamble. Oh, thank you for 1994. But he's a phony. He's a phony baloney. Phony baloney who ran for the money to go to Vancouver, came back, was a shell of himself, wouldn't yeah. retire. Yep. Because his father Doug told him to. Ran poor his Roger Nielsen out of town. Advisor. Ran Gartner out of town. Who did he run out of town? Gartner, Roger uh, Nielsen. Roger Nielsen, Captain Video there. Mike Mike Gartner. Got to trade Mike Gartner. Mike (laughs) Gartner's in the hole. (laughs) Roast him. It's been 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying. He's a phony baloney. Yes, you're right. I mean, I'm totally... I, I mean, I... You know what? We're not doing the preamble that he was a great player and a great Ranger. Anymore. We're just going to say it. Right. He's entitled. He's got a sense of entitlement. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad they signed my good friend Wayne Gretzky. It's going to be so great playing here with Wayne Gretzky. Up, oh, my contract's up. <laughs> my father told me to go play for more money. And he come back. You know, we but. 
the guy is just, I've heard so many bad things about this guy. I mean, I've never heard a good thing. It's over, mess. I don't want to see your focaccia face. I don't want to see your, your bald-headed dome at the game. You know, hockey's not basketball. You can't just you can't just walk off, walk walk off your career and get a, get hit at a coaching job, and not in New York City. You should have yeah. you should have took the Edmonton job. Serves you right. End the story. Yeah, yeah but like uh, somebody... go build me go build rinks in the Bronx, wherever it is, wherever in Harlem, wherever you're going. Well, like New York Ranger fan in New Jersey, he didn't go to to, to Edmonton. It's because the New York Ranger fan said uh, with his ego he couldn't handle working for uh, Kevin Lowe and Craig McTavish, guys that uh, he probably ordered around. They had to take orders. You make your bones in this family. That's right. We don't make you Don of the family. You go to go out there and uh, do some Donnie Brasco stuff first. All right. First, you've got to be a soldier. got to be a right. soldier. Then you're a, then you're a capo, then you're an underboss, and then maybe you get to be the boss. Maybe. Yeah, I like it. Fucking Voldemort-looking bastard. So cute this. All right. So, and I I, I I don't. Know. So I uh, goodbye. <laughs> I'm gonna go <laughs> build wait. a hockey rink for kids. Yeah, you and your kids. Save the world. Say them up. Say to the Rangers <laughs> business. Two days after after he doesn't get the after Daddy doesn't give him the keys to the car. Oh, I'm leaving the organization, but it has nothing to do with not getting the coaching job. Right. Right. Fucking phony. I even wrote a press release for him. I well, posted it in the group. You know what? I, I put give four years in with the organization. I thought it would be. An, I thought, I thought I'd be working towards the head coaching position. I didn't get it, so I'm going to move on and go do something else. And I wish Elaine Vigneault all the best, and I wish the organization all the best. But I'm going to move on. That's it. That's all you had to say. Don't don't fucking lie to me. Don't spit in my face and tell me it's raining. It's a phony. Say phony baloney one more time. Phony baloney. Oh, that's another thing about him. Remember, we get that clip of him talking about how much he likes John Tortorella. Couldn't wait to jump in his grave, though, could yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's a fine coach. Yes. <laughs> but see, but Slatterpuss had the wherewithal. Slatterpuss <laughs> <that. laughs> had the wherewithal to say no to him. Right. There was a moment <laughs> of lucidity, of clarity <laughs> in Slatterpuss's brain. When he figured this would be the wrong decision. The Slatosaurus. Slatosaurus Rex decides to say no to Messier. Who, I mean, basically, I mean, the king of nepotism and uh, nepotism all over the organization says no to Messier, Jim. This is why I can care less what he picked in the draft. Because they made the right decision. I never thought they were going to make the right decision. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's not living and he's operated by a, you know, he's a puppet now and there's a guy speaking for him. I don't know. Whatever came out of his mouth was the right thing. 
for this organization to not go with Mark Messier. Now, who knows? Mark Messier will go coach, uh, you know, Anaheim and then, you know, win a cup. But who knows? It just was the wrong thing. We would have just been like, oh, my God. And it would have ended well because Messi one day would have to be fired and the whole thing. Right. You know what the Rangers should have done? Before the press conference started, they should have got up at the podium and said, well, we have some bad news. The the deal with Vigneo fell through, so we decided to hire Messier. And then they bring Joby Messier out on stage just as a gag (laughs) for a goof. Well, yeah, Joby was a great hockey player. Oh, Baldy would have clutched his chest. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's just that whole thing. So that's has <coughs> gone. So I'm looking forward. I don't know about you guys. I'm psyched. Uh, the uh, you know we got the free, you know free agencies uh, upon us. Uh, the Rangers still have those four RFAs hanging out there. I think things will get it done soon. Um, I, I think that, you know, Traverse City will be coming up, and it'll be hockey again, and we'll be all – because I miss it already. I mean, there's nothing on I don't watch any sports, uh, you know. So uh, I, I think we all should be still excited about it, and, you know, I know everybody's still – like, look at how many people in this chat room. We can't wait for this thing to get fucking going. With the new coach, and what do you think, Jim? Do you think going back to this messy thing for just a second? That first of all, do you believe that Henrik Lundqvist, and does the chat room believe Henrik Lundqvist had a part in Tortorella being fired? Absolutely. He, see, I'm not so sure because I kind of believe. Because what Sather has said about Totorella has been pretty negative just by what he thinks. He was beyond stubborn. This coming uh, from Vladimir. Yeah, but I also think part of that might have been to take the pressure off the player. I, I think when you have a world-class player in his prime and nearing the opposite side of the peak – of his prime. If when you, you better ask him and, and his opinion should matter as to who's coaching that team. When you're talking a world-class at his position player, and I, I think that's in any sport. I think his opinion should matter at least a little bit. It should carry some weight. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I really, I still don't believe they had, I believe that say they're, thought about maybe changing coaches when they were struggling during the season. But I think when the season ended, I think because they rallied in the first round and got out of it, played close enough to Boston where they weren't getting their asses handed to him every night. I really don't think he was, he had the intention of firing him. And then the next day, I think Henrik's comments, I think he said, Whoa, hold on. I think he woke up. (laughs) He put the robe on. Grabbed a fresh stogie, said, I better talk to the players. <laughs> I really do. I think it stopped him in his tracks. I, I think that that's definitely plausible. I think that's plausible. Now, let me ask you this. I asked the chat room and asked the the uh, listeners uh, on their iPods and all this at large of the podcast. I, I just realized we, we, we didn't take any callers today. 
Not yet. Okay. Um, now, uh, do you think, Henrik, that in Sather's mind, it came down to, listen, he doesn't want to go with Messier because Henrik needs a coach that really can't be learning on the job because his window is getting smaller and smaller, or that that had no part in it, that it was that maybe the fact that he has to get a coach in here with a track record because Funk was this. Do you think he was that lucid for that kind of critical thinking? Um, I, I don't... I don't think it had as much to do with Henrik as the team in general. This just isn't a team. It's not a team, and it's not a town you hand over to a guy with just because of of his name. Not 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 in hockey. I'm sorry. I know the I know the Nets just hired Jason Kidd, but to me, bas- that's totally different. I think guys got cool. hired in basketball with no coaching experience every year. Every year that, that happens. The guy, the guy who, I, I mean, I don't follow, but wasn't the guy who was retired from the Knicks, now he's the Nets coach? Within three days, he retired. For, he, was a, yeah. he used to play for the Nets. He used to play for the Phoenix Suns, too. He played for the Knicks, retired, called the Nets, said, I'm very interested in the coaching job, and two days later he had the job. But good basketball players have a much better track record at being successful head coaches than Probably any other sport. Mm. With the exception of Magic Johnson, who I believe was an utter failure as a head coach, if I'm not mistaken. How was Michael Jordan as a coach? Well, he, was, he wasn't very good either. It's all right. So, that, that's in every contract. That's, that's what they call a sanity clause. <laughs> you can't fool me. There ain't no sanity clause. Well, you win the white carnation. <laughs> oh, that last well, part. part, yeah. Well, you win yeah. the white car. Well, you win the white carnation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he is right. No time for medial coaching. So yes. yeah, I mean, it's just I and I think it was partly Henrik, but the whole team in general. It's just it's just not a situation. He should have taken the Edmonton job, and, and you know. He might not get another shot. He, I mean, he's not going to get the Ranger. He's going to run youth hockey. God bless him. So, you know, if Elaine Vigneault, God forbid, or as Tony Soprano would say, may he rest in peace, God forbid, you know, two years they're going to fire Vigneault. Messier still ain't getting the Ranger job because we know Sather will still be the GM. Edmonton yeah. was his shot, and he blew it. They didn't want to move to Edmonton. Well. Fuck off then. The hell with you. You're right though. It might be his only shot because, you know, he he could walk into a situation with you know the Rangers or Edmonton, uh, since that was the only two teams he played with. But after that, you know, if other Wayne than like Rick had to start in Phoenix, then why should Mark Messier get to start in New York? Right. Well, so. Oh no, I, I I agree. So we're, I mean, I just can't wait. I'm really just sick and tired of talking about the fucking coaching. I told Arella, I'm done, so done with him. But I'll tell you what, though, and you were right. How many? I really think I'm going to be watching a lot more Vancouver games. I've got to see this. Uh, absolutely. This, this silliness, this circus. I've got to see it. I'm addicted to it. 
<laughs> I can't wait. I want, I want and it's happened to another team. And I mean, it's great for me because you know I come home from work and the Rangers are on at four or five o'clock here, and then Vancouver's on at you know seven. So for me, you know, I don't have to even I don't even have to stay up till two o'clock in the morning to watch Vancouver games. I right, can't like wait. It's a double header every other night. There. Right, I love <laughs> love me some Nux hockey. I can't wait to see those two gingers going down blocking shots. Can't wait. They're gonna block shots because that's how you win championships. Are you fucking so? He said nothing's changing. They're getting the same. Uh, <laughs> Eat the new Tortorella, same as the old Tortorella. Yeah, and you know what? In the off season before they get start, they get started. He's always nicey nice. He's always got his best, you know, and even with the Rangers, he would be like, oh, you know, we would tease you, you know, well, Cry's going to get a shot at the first line. Blah, blah. Right. But once that puck drops, Baloney. he's a fucking, the joy will be sucked out of Vancouver or oh, GM yeah. plate, wherever they're playing now. That right. that arena, the fans will be gutted of any joy. The you best will buys will be empty. Pay. What? <laughs> The best buys will be empty from the yes, looting. The best buys. The <laughs> there won't be a police start. car not on fire. <laughs> I'm worried, Jim, about his health. He could be assassinated. That's <laughs> how frustrated this guy is. Canada's looting. Vancouver's looting Toonville. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and, and he's, getting, he's bringing Sully with him because you really can't beat that duo. Right. You can't live without Sully and his fucking power play. And I hate people say, he didn't run the power play. But, hey, who was the douchebag with the fucking, the, the, the dry erase board scribbling all over that in every man advantage situation? That was Sully, you morons. So the two people that still think that, uh, uh, that, that, uh, that he didn't run the power play are ridiculous. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Scribbling on a freaking array. Oh God! I don't want. I see. I, I said I didn't want to talk about. I am. I want to see it tap to another team. I do. <laughs> Good old fashioned Schadenfreude. Uh, yes, I do. But uh, let me ask you this. And so let's get this on the record. How long do you think he lasts in Vancouver? Two years. I say a year. A year. I think it's year and a half. In, well, year and uh, a half. Justin says seventeen games. I <laughs> that could be. I have no reason to believe it's going to be anything but an unmitigated disaster. Did you see that picture of him walking through the airport that somebody posted in the Facebook group? <laughs> no. Did you see that picture? I was obsessed with the old lady behind him. I was like, is he bringing Marion Ross with him? To- <laughs> Vancouver. So I started making up like all these captions about old ladies. And... Are you ready to go old to the We've got 19 yeah. minutes left of the show. We've yeah, talked bring, for an hour. Bring him in. Bring him in. Bring him in. This is what happens when we don't do a show for a week and a half. Uh, 516754, you're on air. Who's this? What's up, boys? It's Rock. How are you? Hey, Rock. Oh, what's going on? My God. What's going Did on? I- when Michael Roosevelt was hoisting that cup, I sort of, I, I was like, holy, must have been your worst nightmare to see that loser. I know. What a disaster. Yeah. But you know what, Roosevelt, that, was, that was the position he was groomed for. A team six exactly. defenseman 
Plain and right. simple. Not your number one guy. And he made Mike so many mistakes in that series. He still stinks. Oh, yeah, but when you have he a good – when you have five other decent defensemen, you can uh, you can kind of hide him. I mean, he's their Steve Eminger, so to speak. Stinks. So right. uh, he can kind of get away with that. Not um, when he's your power play defenseman like he was here. Uh, and that ridiculous – yeah. All I can say is, as far as Roosevelt is concerned, I, I didn't think I'd talk about this at all tonight, but um, he was oh, he's a great been signing. Oh, he's been shot a bit to get at you with Roosevelt. Ros- I know, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, Roosevelt was a great signing at 700000 and a million five. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, he, it was a, he was a steal at that, at that price. But when yeah. Sergeant got, like, money crazy, you know, that, that with the, the infamous brute offseason of, I don't even remember, I don't even, the, the, the year escapes me because I had blocked it out of my memory. Between him and Redden and, and Brashear and Jerdev and the list goes on and on. I mean, you know, that's when he started getting out of control, and that's when you realize that, well, you know what? He's not a number one defenseman to be paying that type of money. So, New York Rangers have agreed to terms with Aaron Voros, Patrick Rissmiller, <laughs> Steve Valiquette, Michael oh, Rosabal, God. and Wade Redden. Oh, God. That is, that is a motley crew of crews, huh? Oh, <laughs> Wow. I, I can't believe none me. of those guys are on the team anymore. I know. I, did Patrick Rizmiller ever play for them? He just collected uh, a paycheck, I think. About three games. What a, what a disaster. Oh, my God. You know, how can someone be so good at making trades and so bad at signing free agents? And this is really what I wanted to touch on, guys. I, you know, I don't want to – the coaching thing, you, you kind of, you know, basically um, really drawn out in a, in a pretty – pretty good way, so there's really nothing left to go with that. But I really want to talk about the team going forward more than anything else. You know, I mean, if you look at the last two years, the last two series this team lost, they didn't lose to teams' best players. They lost to the depth that this team is lacking. For whatever reason, other teams are able to find these fourth-line guys that contribute. But the Rangers, for whatever reason, they bring in these fourth-line guys, and, and they just can't play. Now, I don't know if that's Tortorella. I mean, I don't know. You know, even under Rennie, I mean, they, these fourth line guys don't contribute at all. They got killed by the Bruins' fourth line in the playoffs for the most Tory part. Tori Krug, Tori Krug, and a rookie, and a rookie, and a freaking, and, and the fourth line. That's who, who beat the Rangers. I blame it, that it wasn't on Patrice Bergeron. I mean, it just. It, are you blaming? Uh, listen. All I can tell you is this. As someone mentioned in the chat room earlier, I hope Elaine Vigneault loves this team the way it's presently constituted because that's what they got. You know, you're going into next season pretty much with the team you had that you ended the season with. And you just got to pray that he can push the right buttons and that Quad is going to score and that the defense is going to be better and, and so on and so forth. Because in essence, you're bringing back the same team. Unless say the well, plays, you know, the shrewd businessman and he really plays hardball with McDonough and Stefan especially, you're coming back with the next team, the same team next season, plain and simple. Well, well. plus you're going to have a healthy J.T. Miller. And and who knows, maybe one of the, maybe one of these other young kids will surprise him, like, uh, like we've St. Saint Qua Saint or one of these other guys. Well, I, I think Rock's right. You're basically playing with the same, you know, game pieces. I mean, mostly, here. yeah. but Mostly, but, you know, we only got to see – you know, Broussard for, you know, a limited time. I think, well, we haven't even talked about the Brad Richards not getting bought, bought out. I mean, where do you right. stand with that, Rock? Well, you know, I was always a component of Richards. I mean, I've talked about him, you know, since your show started, you know, how many years ago. 
So, you know, I, I kind of have a, a soft spot for him. I thought that he was put in a, in a tough spot last year. He played like crap. I'll be the first one to admit that. I think, you know, seeing what's out there, the Rangers never have success with signing free agents. So, you know what, instead of throwing $5 million maybe for two or three years at LeCavalier or, or Gindler or one of these other guys, you already know what you got in Richards. You give him one more year, he shits the bed, you buy him out at the end of this season. I, I always thought they were going to give him at least one more year. I thought he played well last, uh, not this season, the season before at the end of the year. He just may be a slow starter. He didn't start out the season well this year. He kind of played better towards the tail end. Again, is it the coach? And that's really what I'm trying to figure out is, is it, was it the coach why this team underachieved this year? Because we're going to know, because this is going to be the team we have next season. You know, we're going to move a few pieces here and there. But in essence, you've got the same team coming back. So, right. you know, Richards, I think, has a one-year reprieve. If the team shifts the bed this year, if Richards plays like crap and he scores 30 points or, or 20 points, whatever he puts up, they'll, they'll buy him out anyway. So, I mean, you, you really say the track record with signing free agents have been, it's been horrible anyway. So, you might as well, you know what you got in Richards. Give him a chance to prove himself. And let, let's just let's kind of go with what we got, I guess. I mean – and that's what I think. And then who knows? You know, if they if they get to February, and he's got like twenty five points, they might send him home. They might do they that too. Them. What I was thinking, guys, and, and this is another thing I had thought about, is that they wind up keeping Richards even past this season. I know everyone's worried about this recapture number that they're going to have if Richards retires early. What they could possibly do with him, and I know this is like a, a, a way down the line. But I'm sure it might have crossed their mind at some some place or another. They could take him, trade him to a team that doesn't spend to the cap. He's making a million dollars for the for the whatever end of his contract is, and they wind up to pick, giving up a draft pick. They might have to give up a you know second or a third round pick and get him off the books. So I mean, it's a possibility that you can trade him to a team that doesn't spend to the cap anyway, and they'll can just eat his money, and and you're done with them. So I mean, there's a lot of ways I think down the line they'll be able to circumvent the cap. From that perspective, but basically, I think they're going into this season. This, I mean, and, and if you think about it, if you look at their lineup for next year, they got four guys on the contract right now for next season, not this, no, for the 2014-15 season. They got Callahan, that's, a, that's an unrestricted free agent. They got Girardi, that's an unrestricted free agent, and both of their goalies are unrestricted. Yeah. And then you got the restricted guys coming up. So I mean, I think they go for the gusto this year, um, and I think they're just going to go with what they got and, and hope. Well, I think, first of all, I, I agree with you on a lot of points. I think Richards was terrible last year. He was, I mean, he was awful. I mean, I mean I've mean, i never seen a guy decline that much. I mean, Adam Graves. Well, yeah, that's true, too. But, you know, at least Adam, well, you're right, I, I can't really go with it. But I just, a guy, a skilled guy who had 25 goals the year before, I mean, he's just, he deserved to be benched even earlier. Right. I mean, whether it was not, you know, he was, didn't come into camp fit, he didn't play any hockey during the lockout, whatever it was. But I think it's okay for the Rangers to take a shot at him, maybe with a new coach. Everybody says, well, he was towards his boy. But maybe with a new coach and a more of an offensive thing, he can return to that and take a shot one year and then buy him out. Because if he can even come back to, like, you know, three-quarters of what he was two years ago, I think the Rangers are pretty strong up the middle with Stepan and uh, Broussard. I think they got three Agreed. decent centers. So, Agreed. 
take a shot, and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, but I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna come back like oh well, I give him a break because he was out of shape. <clears throat> Awful last year. I mean, he was one of the one of the worst disasters I've seen, like from year to year, ever. Right. I mean, no, he, he definitely was brutal. He was brutal. I mean, if you really think about it, nobody played. I don't think anyone had, other than Stefan, which you and I kicked kicked around a lot, and I wanted to eat crow with him because I thought he had a fair, fairly yeah, decent, could... a very good playoff. Not even decent. <laughs> he had a very good playoff. He had a very good playoff round, especially against Boston. I thought he was their best player against Boston. And we kicked, you and I both kicked Stefan around. He was yeah. probably their most consistent guy throughout the entire season. That yeah. being said, I mean, you know, you're, you're expecting a lot out of a young guy now. You know, Richards, he, he has to step to the plate. He has to definitely step to the plate this year. This is, this is his opportunity. So, um, I like the fact that he said that he didn't sign here to play two years. He, you know, he wants it. You know, hopefully he comes with that attitude. Hopefully, let's, let's see what happens. But, I wasn't as upset as some Ranger fans was like, you know, they're thinking he's going to get hurt and then we're going to be stuck with him and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And, you, you know, can't worry about stuff like that. No, can't you worry can't. about stuff like that. But the thing so, I wanted, the last thing I wanted to touch on before, because I know you, have, you guys are running short, but I would not be the least bit surprised, especially with the cap going down this year, if Sather really strong hands these, four, these unrestricted, uh, these restricted free agents. I, I, he, he's done it to everybody. The only one that's kind of gotten away with it was Stahl. He's the only one that got more than a two-year bridge deal coming out of his entry-level contract. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has gotten that two-year bridge contract in between coming off their entry-level contract. So I would not be the least bit surprised if he really strong-arms. You know he's strong-arming Caglin and, 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 uh, and uh, Zuccarello. That's a guarantee. I'm very yeah. curious to see what he's going to do with Stefan and McDonough. If he says, hey, listen, guys, you know what? You know the cap, blah, blah, blah. And they figure out a way to maybe do a two-year bridge contract where the, where the first year is very low and the second year is very high. So then when they have to qualify him on that second year, it's, they're qualifying him at a, at a bigger number. But the cap, salary cap hit for this season or over the, the course of the next two years is at a lower rate. So I'll be very curious to see what he does with these, unres- with these restricted free agents because you know how he is. I mean, Delzato was coming off a 41-point season with the team's highest-scoring defenseman. And he, he locked them up to that to that what we see now is a is a fairly reasonable contract. So right. and that will that remains to be seen what he does with that. But um, no, I think you're it. right. I think he'll play hardball. Well, again, he he usually plays hardball with these guys, uh, especially that first time around. Like you said, the two year bridge count. Uh, McDonough, I think he might he might go a little bit longer. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if any of the one. But you're right about the Fords. I think he'll play hardball with them. Yeah, he's definitely. No, I know. You, you got to learn to be a pro and this, that whole stuff that they do. Yeah, we um, can give Wade Bread in $6 million, but, you know, you've been our backbone of our defense for <laughs> the last three years, and we can't give you $4 million. So he, that's the way he plays. In, so, in some ways, it's good, and in some ways, you, you know, it's bad. And You know, these GMs, I mean, the contracts that are getting thrown out to these guys, you know, Pittsburgh, Chris Letang, I mean, Seven point. I mean, he turns out a contract where he's making six point. I think six point six six million, and then he turns that down to sign for seven point two five. Now, I don't know me. I, I want. I want to win a cup. If I'm a hockey player, I want my biggest thing is to win a cup. You mean to tell me four hundred thousand dollars is going to make or break you in a contract, or five hundred thousand, or even a million dollars? I mean, that's a role player that you could sign to help your team 
to, I mean, I don't know. Do these guys have to take every single dime that, that's Apparently thrown away? Apparently they do. No one takes a hometown discount anymore? It, it, it just utterly amazes me in the salary cap era that Denny Malkin is making $9.5 million cap hit. I mean, yeah. it, that's been, it's insane. This is a team that was going bankrupt. They couldn't afford, they couldn't draw a fly. All of a sudden, they have $9.5 million to get Malkin, $8.7 million to get Crosby, $7.25 million to get Chris Letang. It just amazes me, these contracts that these GMs are giving these guys. I don't know. I, I just that's another thing. That's another whole other. Well, yeah. Well, in the Latang situation, why push for extra seven hundred thousand? I mean, say if they say no, you're going to wind up on a team that's got no chance to win the cup, and you may not even put up the numbers you would put playing on a power play with Malkin, Neal, and uh, Crosby. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I don't you know. know. I mean, winning should be, winning should be the, the first and yeah. foremost thing on these guys' minds, but it's not. It's, it's taking every dollar, and I don't know. That's just my opinion. It, to me, it's just ridiculous. No, no, that. I think that's the eternal question, is if, if we were in their places. But who knows? You don't know. I mean, sure. I don't know why idiots think this way. And these the hockey players are, like, really usually down-to-earth guys. Agreed. I don't know. Okay. But that's... Uh, All right, Rock. All right, boy. Well, thanks for checking back in with us. Uh, God, I missed you. Well, you know what? I called in, I called in, like, two weeks ago, and I was on hold, and the show ended, and... <laughs> My phone call never got picked up, so I don't know what happened. But uh, not really Jim's fault. No, not at Definitely. all. It's a, probably it was a glitch with the wonderful Block Talk Radio uh, program. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, Rock. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Later. Bye. Bye. All right. Let's see. We are we are running very very short on time here. Uh, Justin, what's up? What's up, guys? What's going on? Not too much. Um, I was pretty happy with the draft yesterday. I didn't get to hear what you guys uh, said because I got out of work late. What did you guys think gave, about the uh, draft picks? I gave them a B uh, plus. That's how I graded them. A yeah, um, a B. A B plus. Yes, because they got a black oh. guy plus plus more. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you know. Listen, where they picked, I mean, I thought they went for boom or bust guys, and if they're going to pay high dividends, or they're going to stink. What, what are you going to do? I mean, they didn't have a number picking the first and second round. So uh, I'm with Jim. I give him B plus, and I really don't know too much about any of these guys to make an assessment. You know, uh, I trust in Gordy Clark. I think he's done a pretty good job here, and uh, that's it. What do yeah, you? Yeah, that's said pretty. You like? I, from what I read, you liked it, right? Yeah, I was pretty happy with it. I think they picked a bunch of guys who have some, you know, uh, some pretty good skills. Uh, I was really excited what, from what I read about that Buchnevich kid um, and the video I posted. Uh, I was pretty excited what I saw from him. He looks pretty dynamic if he could, you know, put it all together. And, you know, uh, his they question his work, at, work ethic a little bit, but, yeah. Other than that, I mean, he definitely has some well, serious I, I think talent. I was I, – I maybe just – I felt like maybe like – I don't know if you felt this way, but it was like they finally realized, okay, well, now we're going to go after guys who could score. Like, I didn't want, like, you know, uh, another Brody DuPont or a Dane Bay, like a guy that's just like a fourth-line, third-line guy. They went for guys who could put the puck in the net. That's what they need, and they look like that's the way they drafted, I mean, for the most part. So that's uh, – that showed me that they at least know what they need. 
You know, and they they, they, oh, go they ahead. definitely went they definitely went boomer bust for sure. I mean, these guys um, these guys are definitely those type of picks. Uh, I mean, they all have skill. Um, the uh, the kid that uh, what was his name uh, the the black kid he uh, he apparently is ridiculously fast skater. Yes. So, yes. Claire, fastest skater in the league. He's the best skater Jim, ever. Jim, Jim poo-pooed that he is very fast because he was quoted as being one of the fastest in the, this draft class. But, of course, Jim put a wet blanket all over that. In the time well, that what, it took to, for Eddie to make that statement, Duclair skated from New York to Phoenix and back. I can uh, see it. That's how fast he is. No, the, the scouts, the scouts he's really so talked fast. him up. His, his, he's so fast that if he takes a slap shot from center ice, it hits him in the head behind the net. He's that fast, huh? <laughs> so you see what I have to deal with, Justin? He he just won't he won't he won't <laughs> buy until he ain't, he ain't going for the hype. Well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm excited with the prospects uh, of these guys. I think they could, if even if one, if, even if one of them reaches the potential, then I mean, it's probably a really good. Uh, draft and uh, you know for not having a first and second round pick I was pretty happy with our selections so from what I read we'll see uh, you know the questionable well, we'll work the... ethic yeah that one especially from his coach saying that I was a little worried about that but we'll get the we'll get the experts on we'll get these people who know what they're talking about on and see if they are you yeah know? so what do you, what do you um, say we don't know what we're talking about well, when it comes to prospects, I mean, what do we really know? Yeah, you know, we're one guy's when black. you need him, huh? <laughs> we know the guy's black. What more the do you know? He's black and he's fast. Yeah, well, are you going racial again? No. <laughs> Jim's just short of saying he's getting picked I, up by the Jets later. <laughs> he doesn't have a criminal record yet. Yeah. <laughs> and he's Jets material. Uh, another quality station. Anyway, so, all right. Justin. Yeah, I thought that's that's what I thought of our draft. So, um, anyways, I'll talk to you guys next time. Have a good night. All right, take, take care. care. Whoever's on hold, I apologize. We are out of time, and we've got to go. I probably I'm writing down your number, and if you call next time, you'll be the first person on air. I guarantee it. Did you turn that up? No. Oh, I thought you did that. I don't know who's no, on hold. I'm, I'm writing down their number. I don't. Oh, I got okay, to go. Everybody. We, we, we want to have. Oh wait, that's right. We're already in podcast mode. Okay. Well, good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.